Greetings, everyone. This is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining me today. Um, I'm at home in one of the upstairs rooms of my house with my Bible open to Romans chapter 6. I'm going to start in verse 3, where it says, Don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. For if we, if we have been united with him in a death like this, we will certainly also be united with him in a resurrection like this. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be rendered powerless, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. I love this passage. It's the cross of Christ that allows you and I to experience freedom from the power of sin. We've seen previously that, that there was an inclusive aspect to the crucifixion of Christ, that Jesus included my sinful nature in his death. You and I were born sinners. We were born as children of Adam. And our sinful nature was like a sin factory that produced the sins that we committed. But the Bible here says that Jesus' death was inclusive, that, he, um, that we were united with him in his death and his resurrection, that the body of sin might be rendered powerless, it says. Now, some translations say that the body of sin, there in verse 6, has been done away with which can cause some confusion. You'll notice, and if, if that's what your translation says, there in the footnotes, it'll say also translated as rendered powerless, which is a much better translation because to say that the sin is, nature has been done away with creates a misunderstanding that the presence of sin and the pull of the sin nature has been completely removed. To say that the sin nature has been rendered powerless is a better translation because while the power of the sinful nature to enslave us against our will has been broken through the cross, sin's presence and its pull on us is very real, as we all know. It makes me think of every one of us who went to school can remember the bully, the school bully, the person who terrorized us and stole our lunch money or took that precious ding-dong or Twinkie from our lunch against our will just because they were bigger and stronger than us. Now imagine that years go by and after having experienced the terror of the bully in the schoolyard, that now you're attending a class reunion many years later and there you're talking to one of your old friends and all of a sudden you hear the voice of that person who just brought terror 
into your very soul. It's like, hey, and just hearing the voice, you knew exactly who that was. And you turn around and there he is, that bully. But what's amazing is now, as you look at that bully, even though he's yelling at you going, hey, he's in a wheelchair. He's a quadriplegic. He can't even move his arms or his legs. But there he is yelling at me, saying, hey, give me your money. Give me what's in your wallet. Give me your car keys. And now I'm just looking at him and saying, dude, what are you talking about? You have no power to do anything to me. You're in a wheelchair, man. What do you think you're doing? Yet it doesn't stop him from yelling and making demands of me. Now, this is a great picture of the sin nature, the power of it to enslave me against my will now has been broken, the Bible says, through the cross. Yet I can still willfully choose to offer myself back to it, and by doing so, becoming enslaved again. Or I can allow the Spirit to control my life and empower me to live on a plane that causes me to soar above the law of sin and death that is still present, but that has been rendered powerless in its ability to pull me down. So then, how do we experience this practically? How do we lay hold of this new life? In the section of Romans, Paul gives us four steps, four actions that we take by faith. Each of these actions is denoted by a single word. And these four words are knowing, counting, offering, walking, Today, we'll just look at the first two. But notice Paul's use of the word or the phrase, you know, in verse 3, verse 6, and in verse 9, he begins by saying, you know. It begins by establishing what we know. Knowing what Christ has done is the first key to living this transformed life. That is the life that God created us to live in him. So what is it that we know? It's according to what the scriptures say. Three things it says. I know that I was baptized into Christ and therefore baptized into his death. That is, I was immersed into Christ. God has placed me in Christ and therefore I've been included in his death. It says in verse three. Secondly, I know, we know, my old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be rendered powerless. And therefore, I am no longer a slave to sin. It says there in verse 6 that that is what we know. And thirdly, we know, verse 9, that Christ was raised from the dead and cannot die again. Therefore, the death he died was once for all. This is what we know. Therefore, this is where we plant our faith. Remember, faith always follows facts. It's not based on feelings or wishful thinking. Faith fixes its eyes on what it knows to be true. So now Paul says in verse 11, In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So know, then count. To count is to exercise faith. This is an accounting term, which is like saying, write it in the ledger. 
It's as if when you get direct deposit from your employer, you get a stub that says that your employer has deposited, let's just say $1,000 into your checking account. So then what do you do? You take the ledger of your checkbook and you write $1,000 into the ledger so that you know that that money is in your account. Counting is me entering into the ledger what I know because God has said it. God is saying to us, this is what I have placed in the bank. Now enter it into your ledger and start writing checks on it. So by faith, we declare what we know, what God says is true over our lives. It's not positive thinking or speaking into the universe. It's right thinking. It's aligning my thinking with truth. And by doing so, having my mind renewed. The Bible calls us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. The Word tells me how much money I have in the bank, and therefore I believe and declare what I now know, that I was included in Christ's death, that my old self was crucified with him so that I am no longer a slave to sin, that Christ rose from the dead, and therefore the death he died was once and for all. Praise the Lord. It's from this place that we can now engage in the next steps of offering ourselves to God and walking in the Spirit. We'll look at those in the upcoming episodes. But today, let's plant our faith on this amazing work that God has done on our behalf. Let's praise Him for including us in His death and releasing us from the bondage of sin. We can now say it's a historic fact Jesus died, and it's a historic fact. I died in him. May our minds be renewed and our lives transformed through him who has set us free from this body of death. When the bully of my old sinful nature rears its ugly head and makes its demands on me to bring me back into bondage, I can declare what I know that you have been rendered powerless through the cross. I no longer have to listen to you. I have a new master, my Lord Jesus Christ, who through his death broke your power. I am free. Praise God. Amen.